When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome back to the show. My name's Lauren. They call me Doc. We are joined as always by our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. If you are listening to this the day it comes out, it is March 8th, which in addition to being um, James Vanderbeek's birthday, shout out anybody who watched oh. Austin's Creek. Right. Hey, 80s babies. Um, it is also International Women's Day. Yeah, the way that iHeart likes to celebrate that is to have some of the lady co-hosts take over for some of the dude co-hosts for the day. And so that is why you may have noticed that Ben, Matt, and Noel are not here. Or their voices are just sounding a little bit higher today. Who a knows? A tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, <laughs> I, I can try. I can try to do a vocal fry. Oh, I won't. Um, uh, but yes, uh, on this episode today, we are... We're returning on the show to a ludicrously gigantic, successful entertainment conglomerate, a company that has built their own autonomous city-state in Florida, which has been talked about on the show before. The guys covered it back in 2017 in their episode about the uh, the creation of the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Yeah, you'll very often hear them refer to it as the mouse, which is actually one of my favorite nicknames for anything in recent history. But the official name of it is Disney, which there's just, unless you're under a rock or under the sea, there's really no way that you haven't heard about Disney at some <laughs> point in your life. 
So there's actually a lot of different conspiracies that float around about Disney that I find to be incredibly entertaining. For example, that uh, Walt Disney's head is frozen and they're going to unfreeze it at some point. I don't know what they would do with it. Um, yeah, because but... I don't think that cryogenic freezing, I'm sure that there's an episode on that, too. I don't think that that actually works. I'm pretty sure that if they unfroze it, it they would be like, well, this is some interesting meat that is right. here. Head for dinner. Yep. Woo. Slow cookers. Um, <laughs> right. But OK, so there's that. There's also the, just his entire body is frozen. I don't know why there are different separate conspiracies for the freezing of his body versus the freezing of his head. But that is something that I have found on the Internet in terms of Disney conspiracies. Um, there are also some other ones like that uh, Disney helped fake the moon landing. Ooh. Oh, I don't think I've heard about that one. Yeah, that one's that one's interesting to me. And I mean, also, we could have a whole other conversation about whether like just there's so many conspiracies around the moon landing. Again, oh, just sure. really funny to me. I'm actually surprised that I haven't heard about more of these because I actually grew up in South Florida. And, you know, like like I went to Disney all the time as a kid, like we took school field trips to the Disney theme parks. You do not have that level of uh, of childhood familiarity, do you? Most people don't. Well, with me being from Detroit, like our field trip thing that we did was Cedar Point, which is in oh, Ohio. Yeah. That, yeah. Was our, that was our theme park. Oh, I miss those days. But I actually I did visit Disney quite a few times when I was a kid, just on family trips. And also when I was in middle school, I was in marching band. And we I don't really remember the specifics of this, but for some reason, we took a trip to Disney and we had the opportunity to march through Disney World yeah. with our marching band, along with other marching bands from other schools all over the country. So that was fun. Again, yeah. I do not remember the details or specifics, but I have been to Disney World quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I would say that neither of us are, are uh, a Disney human, like like one of those Disney <laughs> adults. Yeah, like it's not like a like a planned destination for me on a on a semi annual basis or anything like that. Nope. And in fact, I have an entire soapbox about how I feel about Disney movies and how they sort of perpetuate this sort of feeding this idea of love and romance to women as children to get them to fit into this machine. But we don't have time. We don't have time for that. So yeah, much of mine today. that that is not the theory, the, uh, the the fringe theory or or conspiracy realism that we are talking about today. Today, we are talking about the idea that no one dies at Disney, which is also a really interesting conspiracy theory to me, specifically this idea that no one at, is ever pronounced dead at Disney because Disney is this magical place where no that one dies. That doesn't happen. Apparently, yeah. yeah. M- mothers, yes. I mean, in the mo- in the movies, every single mom. But uh... <laughs> every single. You ever notice that how just everybody in Disney is an orphan? It's actually sort of like trite at this point. There has to be stories where it's interesting to have your parents be alive. I <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, okay. Can we do the thing? Can I do the Ben thing? Here are the facts. Excellent job. I actually thought that Ben was in here for a second. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal voice work. Thank yeah, you. So <laughs> uh, the Walt Disney Company, to sort of go through the history really quickly, it started small enough. It was founded on October 16th, 1923 by Walt and Roy O. Disney, two brothers. And I just want to say that if I was Roy out of this brother situation, I would be a little bit peeved at right. how my name has been erased throughout history because I have never heard it before actually doing research on Disney. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, when they first started it in 1923, in a burst of creativity, they originally named it the Disney Brothers Studio. And um, after that, it would go through several different name changes over the following decades. And then it ultimately became the Walt Disney Company in 1986. 
What a different world we would live in if it had been the Roy Disney Company. <laughs> oh, um, but okay, all right. So, so there is. We are not a a history of of Disney podcast. There are, I am positive, podcasts you could find about that. We're just going to cover the high points here. Okay. So, Walt was was an artist who began messing around with cell animation during his time at the Kansas City Film Ad Company, which I think is great because I'm like, oh, that background in in advertising and marketing would certainly pay off. And he started a company before he started Disney called the Laughagram Studio, which went bankrupt in 1923. So remember that, ladies and gentlemen, if you fail at something, try, try again. Because if Watt had given up, if old Watt had given up after that bankruptcy, where would we be now? No Disney princesses, no Disney World. So in the aftermath of that bankruptcy, Walt decided to move to L.A. to join his brother, Roy, who was out there recovering from tuberculosis. And so while he was there, like once he got there, finally sold a short film that was produced by Laughagram, the company that went bankrupt, Alice's Wonderland, and then signed a contract to make six more films. Yeah. And so so with this success, the brothers went on, uh, founded their company, persuaded some of their collaborators to join them in Hollywood. And this group of films called the Alice Comedies were a success, as was another series based on another one of Walt's characters, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And so then after that, um, the story is probably going to become a little bit more familiar to all of you because this is when Disney began work on what would be sort of the most famous or like the impetus of the mouse as we know it today with the 1928 release of Steamboat Willie, which was when the world was introduced to Mickey Mouse. And all of you all are still seeing this little Steamboat Willie animation before Disney movies today, because that's how integral it was to forming the company. So yeah, as you all are clearly aware, Mickey Mouse is one of the most recognizable cartoons in history. And this is when Walt Disney really sort of, sort of took off. This success allowed uh, Walt to kind of conceive of the idea of making a feature film and what a feature film it was going to be. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. You've probably heard of it. They started making it in 1934 and uh, it actually like like three years into it, it was 400 percent over budget. They had like 300 animators and artists and assistants on the payroll. Uh, but somehow it turned into this beautiful film and was a success. And we now have all, all of these countless princesses and et cetera to thank for those uh, early successes that came a little bit of a surprise to everyone. Indeed. And so after that, as you know, multiple features, short films that ultimately grew and grew, sprinkled in some casual racism. And then we got the Disney that we know and love today. And so with the success of all of those things, ultimately, Disney started moving into the realm of theme parks. And this is really where we're going to start getting into what we're what we're looking at today. Right. Because, OK, in 1955, uh, Disney opens Disneyland in Anaheim, California. And this was the 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 first of the companies now ooh, five, five, six, six. I don't know. It's a number, uh, a bunch of theme parks. Um, and it was the only one designed and constructed entirely under Walt's direct supervision. Meanwhile, the Walt Disney World Resort or Disney World opened in 1971 in Florida and and th this is the one that I'm familiar with. It is mind-blowingly large. Um, the resort is formed by four separate theme parks, uh, the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, 
Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. There are also two water parks, 31 themed hotels, nine non-Disney hotels on the campus, golf courses, a camping resort. And okay, in in Florida, y'all, this this was all built within what has, since its inception, been a politically independent, corporately run district called the Reedy Creek Improvement District. And this has been in the news a lot over the past year or so as these, like, clashes between the Disney company and Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, among perhaps many other factors, have led to that district losing some of its autonomy, um, including coming under the purview of this governor-appointed board rather than their own appointed board. So it's now called the uh, the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, which yeah. rolls off a tongue like <laughs> like a cannonball off a duck. I I don't have a good metaphor there. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue like all of these catchy Disney songs that we've come to know and love. But yeah, I'm sure that you all have heard about this because it's been really big in the news. And it's something that has come up like the guys did an episode about Reedy Creek a couple of years back, I want to say in 2017. And then, um, yeah, it's been in the news recently because of this whole back and forth with DeSantis about the don't say gay bill because Disney came out against that bill and then DeSantis was like well I tell you what I'll do I will take over Disney World in fact there's a quote from the bill signing ceremony for this which is just like absolutely uh-huh. hysterical to me okay. so I must include it yeah um, late on today <laughs> today the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end DeSantis said at a bill signing ceremony in Lake Buena Vista there's a new sheriff in town and accountability will be the order of the day I'm sorry I just have to include that because the idea of Ron DeSantis <laughs> saying I'm the new sheriff at Disney World is just so deeply unserious to me <laughs> that I just have to I have to read it on air but yeah with you know all political thoughts aside In between his time banning books and trying to legislate LGBTQ people out of existence, Ron DeSantis decided to take over the corporately run district where Disney World is currently. Become the new new sheriff in the district. Sure. There are there are other theme parks that are not, thank goodness, uh, under the control of Ron DeSantis. Um, (laughs) They also have parks in Tokyo, Hong Kong, Shanghai and Paris. Indeed. And then as of 22, the company reported that the parks make something like $28.71 billion per year. So what? (laughs) Yeah. Over $28 billion a year from these combined theme parks. Wow. I always felt like those waters were expensive, but okay. Uh, Oh, fun fact, by the way, uh, if you go up and ask for a cup of water at any kiosk in any Disney park, they will give one to you for free. You do not have to buy a bottle of water. You can just ask for a cup of water and they will give you one. Where does the water come from, though? Is it bottled water that they're giving people or is it just like faucet water? I'm just genuinely curious. Great, great question. I'm not positive that I've ever done this. And Florida water does tend to have a very specific flavor profile. So I think that I would remember if I knew the answer. Copy that. Okay. Sorry, I have to, as somebody who works in film, it's really difficult for me to turn off the copy that. So everyone, please forgive me. You're going to, you're probably going to hear me say it more than once. I'm just being... Being honest with you. No, I love that. It's a hazard of the job. Yeah. So speaking of like hazards of jobs, because Disney does not want you to think that there's any hazards about working there or visiting there. And that's certainly not of the whole ambiance, part of the whole vibe. 
So the parks really pride themselves on having this high level of consistent experience. So this means a ride performs exactly as planned. The same characters interact with you. The restaurants serve the same food. And most importantly, everyone is always going to have a magical time. So there's no litter on the streets, no unscheduled scary moments. And as a result, theoretically, no deaths, right? So rumors grew and grew over the years that no one died at Disney. This is a part of the whole just magical experience that they're trying to concoct for you. You can't die in this land of magic. And in order to create the, in order to to do this sort of magic trick, the theory goes that there was like a subsidiary of Disney that had full authority to just spirit away people like having heart attacks or an allergic reaction um, or a murder victim or, you know, like like whatever it was, any kind of potentially deadly problem that someone was having at Disney would just disappear because no one dies at Disney. And as we mentioned, this is one of the numerous conspiracy theories that sort of proliferate as it relates to Disney World. And this particular conspiracy theory got a new breath of life just like Walt Disney's Frozen Head <laughs> last last summer when a TikTok went viral where a guy who used to work at Disney World said that there was this whole situation where somebody collapsed and a manager, they were trying to resuscitate him, even though it seemed to this bystander that worked there that there was no hope for this or that it wasn't going to go well. And a manager said, no one dies at Disney World. Everyone is resuscitated or attempted into resuscitation until they're off the property and then they're formally declared dead. So this TikTok where a former employee was saying this sort of went viral and that's why this conspiracy theory has gotten a new life again, like Walt Disney's frozen body (laughs) in recent history. (laughs) Okay, but here's where it gets crazy. To be fair... There is a vast behind-the-scenes network of tunnels and passageways for employees of the mouse to get around without being seen by park guests. Uh, And and there have been, like, documentaries about this. Um, You can even book a tour sometimes that will let you see a little bit of it at at Disney's Magic Kingdom and Disney World. Like, when they built there in Florida, the company had so much more land and, and time and money to throw at the project than they had had in California. Um, and so they they planned it to incorporate this unseen system to keep that magic running. Um, and it's called, I love this, the Utilidor system. That sounds so diabolical. It just <laughs> right? sounds like a, a villain lair. If I ever become a super villain, which is entirely possible for my life trajectory, uh-huh. I might have to call my lair the Utilidor. But yeah, if you've never heard about this system, it's wild. So like when you're on like when you're in Disney World, what you're walking on, the ground that you're walking on is almost like the second story of a vast building. And the first story is a network of tunnels and services and operations where they have infrastructure to monitor and troubleshoot like everything that's happening in the park. Right. So they also have they have golf courts down there that are transporting people like no, like seriously, dead ass. They have um, like golf courts that are traveling around the costume staff and their handlers and they have a pneumatic trash system. Like it's (laughs) it's crazy down there. Yeah, they can control everything in the park from down there. And it's where like they have like locker rooms and break rooms for the staff. And, you know, like because it is Disney. 
and it's proprietary, I guess, um, but perhaps more because it's Disney and they like being secretive. They're a little bit heckin' secretive about how all, of the, how all of this works. Like, even if you do take that tour, you're not allowed to use your cell phone the entire time you're on it. And the booking page for this tour specifically refer, refers to the Utilitor. No, it's that's not what it's <laughs> called. The Utilidor system as an urban legend. Now, you said that this is like the first floor. And I can tell you from personal experience, having grown up in Florida, it's not a basement because we don't have basements in Florida. The water table there is so close to the surface that you you don't, that would be an underground swimming pool and it wouldn't be a particularly sanitary <laughs> one. Um, so it's technically not a basement. But hey, speaking of technicalities, we were talking about dead people. Yeah. So the idea is behind this conspiracy theory is that instead of people being pronounced dead or dying at Disney World, that this um, cabal is spiriting away people as they're dying through this network of tunnels underneath Disney World and getting them off the property so that, quote, no one dies at Disney is sort of what the guy was saying in the TikTok and also just sort of a belief that people have. Is this true? I don't know. I think we might have to take a quick break. So we are going to go to some ads, possibly about Disney World. Who knows? Maybe if you're in Florida, especially. And then when we come back, we're going to look at this idea for real, for real. Like, does anybody die at Disney? Has anyone ever died at Disney? We'll find out more after the break. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop. Podcast producer? Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text SNAG to 2424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more. 
while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we have returned. I hope you all enjoyed that. I hope you all enjoyed that that ad break. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want you to enjoy everything. I mean, it's not really up to me. You can do whatever you want. I don't have any real effect on it. But OK, spoiler alert. Yes, people have died in Disney. People have probably died everywhere on this planet that people can reach. So that has occurred. And people have, in fact, legally been pronounced dead on Disney property. Just for one example, uh, in 1984, there was unfortunately a small airplane crash in an Epcot parking lot where one person was pronounced dead at the scene. And that is not the only one. Yeah, there's actually a really interesting list. And I don't want to say interesting because this is people, you know, being killed or dying or getting injured. And so I don't want to use the word interesting because that's a little insensitive to these people's memories. But interesting in the sense that it completely sort of just debunks this entire myth or conspiracy that people are walking around espousing because there have actually been several people that have been pronounced dead on Disney property or like at Disney World. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, February 8th, 1990, a worker was killed at Disney Hollywood Studios when he fell 33 feet to his death from a scaffold while working on an air conditioning duct. So 33 feet, not a good, not a good way to go. No. And then on June 13th, 2005, a four year old boy died of a heart attack after riding the mission space ride at Epcot, which is super sad. A four year old boy. And then some more in 2007, a 44 year old man suffered a heart attack while on a ride at Animal Kingdom and no heart defibrillators were available in the area. Uh, 2009, a monorail driver was killed when his train crashed into another monorail. And so he was pronounced dead. And then also there have been some incidents of like stuntmen being injured and dying. A stuntman at um, Hollywood Studios died after suffering a head injury while practicing a tumbling roll during a rehearsal for the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular show. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then also there was a boy, like a little boy that got eaten by an alligator or drowned by an alligator. And that was at a resort. And so I don't know how this whole like with this idea of no one dies at Disney World. I don't know how technical we want to be about what constitutes Disney World versus you know like the so larger all sort of grounds. Part of the same. Yeah. 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 I think I think it's more like like in the theme park itself. I think I think you're allowed to die wherever you wherever else you want on the property. <laughs> but they're like not you're like not within the purview of Cinderella's castle. Like please move that along. <laughs> Oh, my God. But no, seriously. So that's that's hilarious because um, that's sort of one of the the building blocks for this entire conspiracy. The idea that nobody is physically allowed to die at Disney or be pronounced dead at Disney because they'll be spirited away through these tunnels yeah. off or the property. Or they'll do like unnecessary resuscitation on you or something like that. Yeah. But 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 there are all of these examples of. Yeah. Right. Where people have, in fact, died and been pronounced dead on Disney grounds, on the Walt Disney grounds. So I feel like that that's that's a clearer <laughs> this is a clearer statement than we usually get for any kind of fringe theory. It's just like, oh, no, that's untrue. Cool. Uh, <laughs> period. And there's End even of- like Snopes looked at it at some point 
And on the Snopes website, they say the claim here is not that no one has ever actually died on Disney theme park property, but whether Disney can legitimately make the claim that no one has ever died at a Disney park because they ensure that any declaration of death takes place outside of park property. Ah, tricky, tricky, Disney. We see what you're up to. Um, You're trying to make people have a good time. (laughs) I guess I I guess. Right. Like like along those lines, I mean, they they do have plans for you for 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 should you encounter a medical emergency like there's there's first aid centers with uh, with registered nurses and over the counter meds uh, that you can go to. Uh, There's there's local urgent care and emergency facilities that they will transport you to if if you need it. Um, But. Yeah, I mean, more serious issues do happen, like just from the fourth quarter of 2021, uh, October through December, Disney World registered nine emergencies requiring a hospital stay of 24 hours or more, including like stroke-like symptoms, cardiac symptoms, seizures. And I I mean, like there's a there's a nugget of truth to this idea of being whisked away by, you know, Cinderella's mice or Snow White's little friendly forest friends, because like emergency (laughs) services can access different areas of the park through that utilidor um, system. (laughs) Although, like I'm thinking about it and all of the reports that I've read are that like the emergency services that are on call for this kind of thing, aside from any in-park staff, were they, they previously went through the Reedy Creek uh, dispatch system. Mm-hmm. And since that no longer exists as of about a week ago, as of this recording, I'm like wondering whether any changes will be implemented to emergency systems with this new government go- governance happening. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see, especially with Ron DeSantis being the new sheriff there, like how that's going to be handled <laughs> from here on out. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Obviously, Disney's not going to like advertise deaths or emergencies being there sort of the same with any large corporation or organization of its size and nature that they're going to seek to minimize liability or minimize bad news you know so it it makes sense that they're not widely reported but they're definitely unfortunately for the people who believed or like put stock in the idea that no one was allowed to die on disney property like that is not actually true there's a little grain of truth there as it relates to when somebody is quote like sort of this nebulous idea of when somebody is pronounced dead or like versus dying but yeah there have actually been people declared dead on the property and i guess at that point you could also get into like like what does dying mean anyway i mean you know right? we have different what is legal life? <laughs> what is life Sorry. what is death <laughs> no legit <laughs> I don't know the answer to either of these questions. Um, and of course, the, this this isn't, I mean, uh, if, if you want to look at other uh, theme park or theme park type environments, again, people die everywhere. Um, like if you want to look at Vegas, uh, uh, about uh, 1,100 tourists die while visiting Vegas every year. And I, I don't have, uh, I don't have really good sources of this one for, for for this next fact but i but i read that like if you die in a vegas hotel room if the staff reported you dead there they would have to quarantine the room for two weeks so therefore if anyone has such a serious emergency that they pass they will whisk you away 
like like Cinderella's mouse friends um, to a different area of the hotel so that they can keep that room open. Wow, that's disconcerting. <laughs> I mean, I, I completely believe it because <laughs> capitalism and like money, but... I don't know. Like, if I died in a Vegas hotel room, I would 100% haunt it for at least the next two weeks. You know, once we hit the 13-day mark, maybe I'll leave. So I guess I understand the reasoning for quarantining it for 14 days. But, I mean, yeah, it's wild because, of course, if somebody knew, you know what I mean? If somebody was checking into a, a hotel and knew that somebody died there the previous day, they would probably be a little bit uncomfortable about staying there. So I 100% believe, like I said, you know, I know you said that you don't have specific exact sources because this is also probably not something that people would admit, but I mean, I I completely believe it. Yeah, right, totally. And like the reason that I don't have really good sources is that everywhere that I saw that was kind of reporting this was saying like, you can't get official confirmation of it because the, the resorts won't talk about it and journalists will be blacklisted if they talk about it. So Wow. Again, yeah. I 100% believe that just knowing what I know about the world, I 100% believe that that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, so just for comparison, right, Las Vegas has about 38.8 million visitors per year as of 2020. And then the Vegas metro area has a standing population of just under 3 million non-tourists is what we're going to say, what we're going to call the people that aren't visiting, which reminds me, it's funny because I saw, I think it was on the Grammys where like Bad Bunny or somebody was singing it. It was like speaking in non-English. And I just think it's really funny or like singing in non-English that apparently the two languages are English and non-English. So the two <laughs> categories of people in in Las Vegas are like <laughs> tourists and non-tourists. That's okay. what we're going to go with. Um, but by way of contrast, <laughs> Disneyland has about like 8.5 million visitors per year. And uh, Disney World has over 58 million per year. So that's 60 million per year, not counting international parks. And by the way, just for comparison, the population of Reedy Creek is 24. Not 24,000, not 24 million, like 24 people as of the most recent U.S. census. <laughs> wow. I had no idea that that Disney World was comparable to Vegas in terms of visitor visitor numbers. That's that's fine. That's okay. No, I mean they're they're very similar. Like it's it's all it's all a show, right? What happens in Disney stays in Disney. And then yeah, I don't know, like this this grain of truth about this Disney theory is really compelling. Mm-hmm. And like comparatively speaking, given the numbers that we just gave about the amount of people that die in Las Vegas, right? Like a hundred, excuse me, 1100 tourists die while visiting Vegas each year is what we said, right? And so if you look at that being reported versus just the handful or so of deaths that we've been able to list coming from the Orlando Sentinel and the Florida Injury Law website, then it does seem like the mouse is sort of succeeding in continuing this whole idea of no one dies at Disney, comparatively speaking, if we look at those two tourist destinations. Sure, sure. And I mean, of course, Vegas is a very different gig. I mean, there's a lot more uh, drinking and debauchery and... Um... Says who? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, don't, I can't personally speak to the amount of debauchery that's happening at Disney World. And I also am not going to say anything else because I don't want the mouse to come after me. So never Goodness, mind. No. No, no, way more drinking and debauchery in Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh, You still can only drink, and I I believe two locations in Disney's Magic Kingdom because Walt wanted to wanted that to be a place where kids were not 
subjected to that kind of behavior. You can drink in mm. the other Disney parks. Um, they they do have like beer for sale at kiosks at the other three in Orlando, but you cannot. The uh, that the two places are are like wine or beer with dinner at Cinderella's Castle and Belle's Castle. Wow, I actually did not know that. So I just learned that today. Thank you. That's super interesting. So you said that's at Magic Kingdom. People yeah. can't drink, but they can at the other ones. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I so, have not been to Disney World as an adult like oh, a, yeah. of drinking age. So that's not something that I would have remembered. But that's sort of fascinating. But I do definitely remember seeing, you know, for example, restaurants at Epcot where I know as a child I saw people drinking there. Like I'm a beer. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's as going as an adult is a really trippy experience. Um, I, I I enjoy it except for the people. I think if I had a lot of money, I would like going a lot better if I could just like buy out the park or something for a day. Because <laughs> right, just the sheer number of humans. I'm like, oh, this is I Mickey's great, but why are there humans talking to me? I don't like that. Uh, I mean, however, I, I will say, and like Disney isn't a sponsor that I'm that I'm personally aware of. If they are, they're watching us. Um, but uh, but no, um, the magic is intact. Like they do such a wildly good job of like pumping in sounds and and scents throughout the park that you you don't really notice until you start thinking about it and then you're like there's no reason for like like no one is actually producing candy on this street it shouldn't taste it, it shouldn't smell like like candy is being made here uh why is that bush <laughs> playing music i don't know um and and so yeah like that sense of magic it extends to not having corpses litter the streets i suppose <laughs> Oh, my God. Sorry. That was a really funny visual to me. And it should not have been because people dying is not funny. I'm sorry, everybody. Really, it's not. But people do die. And according to sources that I've seen, that's at a rate at about approximately 106 per minute around the world. There's 106 people dying every minute. And so the fact of the matter is, is just given the stats, people are going to have some people are going to be taking their last breath on Disney grounds. There's no hospital there, you know. So, again, we talked about what this idea of the legal definition of dying or, you know, when somebody is dying versus dead. But just with the numbers, somebody's taking their last breath underneath Cinderella's castle. (laughs) And there have actually been, literally, there have been people pronounced dead on Disney grounds. So, like I said, unfortunately, for those wishing to believe that no one dies at Disney, that is not, in fact, true. So now that we have established that, that is just about going to do it for us. But we would love to hear from you. What do you think about all of this? Have you heard this conspiracy before or any other conspiracies about Walt Disney? Have you personally died at Disney World? Please tell us your story. (laughs) (laughs) And there are a bunch of ways to reach us here at Stuff They Don't Want You To Know, which I will detail in just a moment. But first, Lauren, can you please tell everybody where they can find you? They want to check you out after giving this a listen. Oh, heck, sure. Yeah. Um, if you want me to, if you want to hear me talk about more dead people, um, I'm on a show <laughs> called American Shadows. It's a, a, a historical true crime kind of kind of show. Um, it's with Aaron Menke's company, Grim and Mild. So it's got that same kind of vibe. And uh, yeah, I'm also on a on a short form science show called Brain Stuff, and on a food show where. We talk about dead people more often than perhaps you would think. Um, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that one's called Savor, and it's with 
I think I think Annie Reese might have shown up on stuff they don't yeah. want you to know before. Yeah, definitely yeah. a friend of the show. I mean, you're both friends of the show. Oh, thank you. That <laughs> I don't know. I'm a friend of me. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so that is that is where you can find me. Um, or if you want to look for me on uh, on Instagram, I am at Vogel Bomb. That's V O G E L B O M B. Because I was really feeling myself the day that I made that username. <laughs> Dope. And then as for me, codename.holiday, I generally don't want to be found, you know, sort of what we were talking about with Disney and people. But, you know, if you're looking for me, you will be able to find me in my super villain lair called the Utilidor. (laughs) If you want to get in touch with the guys or again, reach out to us with any like questions, conspiracy theories of your own, you can always reach us all over the Internet. We are Here's Where It Gets Crazy on Facebook. That's the Facebook group. And then Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram or TikTok. Conspiracy Stuff on YouTube and Twitter. You can also call the show directly at one eight three three stdwytk Make sure you keep in mind that there is a three-minute limit on those voicemails. So if you have a lot to say, you may want to just send us an email, which I will tell you how to do in just one moment. But as it relates to phone calls, you want to give us a nickname that we can use. You might show up on one of the listener mail episodes that I produce. And then other than that, yeah, you can get in touch with us the good old-fashioned way, which... Before I tell you, I want to thank you, Lauren, so much for coming out and joining the show today. Oh, you thank were a you. Blast to have on board. <laughs> thank I, you. I had a blast being here. And then for everybody else, those of you that want to get in touch with the show the old fashioned way, you can send us an email at conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 